0: on Local Now Channel 525.
1: This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome,
2: welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, we're going to get an update in a few moments from Cynthia Hughes, the founder of the Patriot Freedom Project. And she's amazing. Last week, she was down in Washington, D.C. I I had a chance to spend some time with her. Um, You know, she herself has a family member, her nephew, who is in jail for January 6th. um, And she started this organization. I help her a lot. Uh, her foundation, um, because it uh, does a lot for families as well as the defendants. She's a spectacular lady. And she was down because there was um, a couple of trials and the families came in and the kids came in. And it's all so heartbreaking and so heart um, just it, it just pulls at your heartstrings. So she is amazing. And we had an update from her on how things are going. And uh, she's uh, pretty much preternaturally uh, optimistic, even though things seem really tough. But then we're going to talk with Todd Benzman, who's down at the border. Um, and I got to tell you, all we should be talking about, and you're seeing some of it on Fox News for sure, One America News, uh, Newsmax, and some of the conservative talkers, my colleagues at Salem, uh, all we should be talking about is the border. Title 42 expires on Thursday, May 11th. At that time, uh, people have been massing, massing for weeks. Hundreds of thousands of people are coming. They're coming in waves and it will be literally an onslaught. You know, someone said the word invasion is too harsh. I'm not sure why. Uh, In some sense, I guess it's because they're not um, having to do anything except show up. In other words, they're being waved in. It's an onslaught, not an invasion, in the sense that the people coming are being accepted and encouraged by Joe Biden and his administration. It is a disaster. It is a disaster for our country lawlessness and people damage because here's what's going to happen. We're going to have millions of people in the last year or two and going forward who are coming into America illegally, improperly. And it's not their fault, their fault. In fact, what you, when you do interviews and Todd Bensman can tell us about this, people will say, well, once we saw that the America was welcoming us, we said, well, this is our chance. We've always wanted to be there. And so, it's an actual choice of the Biden administration. It's a choice to basically waive the law and and not have people you know that what's happening is when you come to the border, instead of saying, nope, we have a border, you can't come in. We say, oh, you're saying you have asylum. You're saying you need to be granted asylum or you need to be granted entrance. OK, here's a number. Please show up in six weeks, eight weeks, three months uh, to a hearing for immigration. And a huge number of people never show up. A huge number of people never uh, follow through. A huge number of people just come on down. And then, as I've said to you before, when they're in this country, they work hard. They go to church, a lot of them. They, they They got better values as a starting point than some of the people you look around that are your neighbors. But your neighbors are citizens. And the people that are coming, unfortunately, will end up in our schools, the public schools which dominate. And that will teach them to hate America and to teach them to be a part of a, a, not a nation that we recognize, but a nation that the left wants us to believe in, which is hate and anger and division and all the rest. So the people that are coming who might otherwise have a chance to assimilate won't be assimilating into America the way we know it and love it and believe in property rights, rule of law. In fact, the opposite. They will be shown that as long as you're tied to power, you don't have to worry about the law as long as you're tied to political power. You don't have to worry about what's uh, 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 in on the law books, what the statute is, what the preference of the government is. You just, if you're on the right side of power, you're, you're going to be great. And that is the, uh, the complete and utter corruption of our system that, that, that a dramatic opening of the border like this does, this is not one or two or three people who are being, uh, you know, s- s- snuck into the country by a, a corrupt uh, customs official. We're talking millions of people who it's an onslaught. And we are, as Todd Bensman has said, being overrun. And every American should be appalled by it. They should be upset by it. They should be angry about this policy. And, and here's what we know. The economy is not strong enough. They've been lying and fudging the numbers on jobs. Inflation is going up. They've already raised rates again. We're in big trouble. We're in big trouble. And we have a lawless regime that doesn't care. It's a disaster. And that's what you need to know. It's a disaster. We need to change. And uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk with Todd Bensman and Cynthia Hughes. Be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a pro America report. I was, uh, last week, uh, our old friend, Cynthia Hughes was down in, uh, Washington DC area because, well, there was lots going on. There was, uh, people that were, um, uh, there were defendants who were facing trial. There was the possibility of sentencing. There was, of course, um, the, uh, pa- uh, the, uh, Proud Boys trial, which had gone on forever. Uh, lots of stuff. And then I have to say, Cynthia, when I was talking to you down here, you were doing as, as many things for families as you were for the defendants. There was uh, some of the kids of of one of the defendants in town that you were taking care of. PatriotFreedomProject.com, PatriotFreedomProject.com. I help a lot with this because I believe in it. It's one of the the organizations that's been the leader, uh, but you'll hear lots of people talk about doing things. This group has uh, raised the money, funded lawyers, uh, helped especially with families, PatriotFreedomProject.com. Welcome back, Cynthia. How are you?
0: I'm great, Ed. Glad to be here.
2: Well, so I know you're great because you're you. That's what you do. But it's it was exhausting last week. You were in Washington D.C. It's there's not a lot. I mean, there's there's always moments of good and moments of grace. But it's pretty tough right now, isn't it?
0: It's extremely tough, you know. And and if I if I don't, you know, say I'm great, then you kind of fall into that. Oh, you know. I've been better or something like that. You know, you have to, you have to stay in a positive mindset, you know, to stay strong so you can keep doing this work. And that is what, you know, these families need. Um, you know, we saw a lot of heartache last week. I went to two different trials. I sat in on two sentencings um, and I helped another family who I did not even go to their trial. I saw them um, while I was at another trial and um they they needed help you know financially to stay in the hotel that they um you know were in their trial went on an extra few days so um it was a busy week busy time um and uh, a lot of heartache and just a well, lot of heartache. you
2: know one of the things that i think to say when i talk about the patriot freedom project and i tell people if you're listening patriotfreedomproject.com project.com if you have a chance and you have the resources go there and support the effort because um it doesn't stop most people forget things right they figure well that was a long time ago and they they've already taken care now and you know that say that say for example the high profile uh proud boys trial last week well that it's only the beginning in a way of what's gone on. Even if it, the, even if there was a conviction, there's, there's not only appeals, but now there's going to be sentencing and families are going to be separated and people are going to have to move and you got to figure out. And, you know, uh, from the point of, uh, guys that are in prison already pled or sentenced for after trial, you know, I know you've been talking about how you help some of them are reentering in the next couple of months, hopefully. And some of them are getting back to needing a job. And there's people on the edges of this. It doesn't go away. It's, it's really been interesting uh to to see that but how you know your book came out uh due process denied got a lot of attention you were able to see president trump gave him a copy of the book um you know your your frustration that was a sort of a personal journey of your frustration with your nephew uh tim but when you watch this i know i've talked to you you, more and more you're you're saying to yourself this system is not working right
0: (laughs) you know definitely not working well and right, you're and
2: yeah and you're the daughter of a cop you're married to a cop i mean you're you're, you're not someone who's you know you're not a hippie dippy i mean I'm, I'm not i'm not I'm only half kidding i mean you're you're someone whose instinct would be uh towards you know law and order uh but but you're just watching this and saying whoa what, what's going on i mean I, I as you tell me stories i'm like holy cow it's unbelievable you know
0: speaking of being you know married to a cop and uh being the daughter of a cop This is how failed our judicial system in this country is, okay? And on all fronts, all fronts. Um, I just found out that here in our own state, in the state of New Jersey, the Attorney General for the state of New Jersey has now, um, you know, put into law here that all law enforcement has to turn over their, personal private social media account information to you know if you're if you're going to be a cop here because they want to the attorney general and his team wants to make sure that there's no extremist that we have no bias going on they want to make sure that um, they're not sharing their political views i mean think about this what i'm saying to you right now there is no more first amendment right now it doesn't exist in this country you cannot say what you want freely, no matter what the the context is. I mean, obviously, we know you can't go out and say, hey, I'm going to kill, you know, Steve Smith over there. You know, we know that that we're not talking about it that way. And and a lot of people will, will come to think of it that way. But you can't stand up and say, you know, I want to vote for X, Y, Z, or I don't want to vote for ABC. Um, you know, my belief is this. My belief isn't this. That's what we're dealing with. And a lot of these people that are caught up in the January 6th debacle are, you know, going to jail because of words, because of a political affiliation, because of a president that they support. There's a lot of people that are caught up in this that have not committed any acts of violence, um, committed no assault on anybody. And yet they're languishing behind bars. We'll use my nephew for a perfect example. He didn't commit acts of violence. He did not, um, you know, do any cause any violence or harm to anybody. He's charged with obstruction of an official proceeding. Um, and he is behind bars because of his political beliefs, because of, you know, bombastic, you know, comments and jokes and memes. W- what's happening to us in this country? I mean, that's a serious question. And no matter where you feel you, you know, you, you lean politically, You shouldn't want that in this country, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican. We are the land of the free, and it needs to remain that way. What's happening in our country right now is is it's I don't even know if I had the right words for it. And that's hard for me, Ed.
2: Um, (laughs) Wait a second. It's a miracle. It's hold on. We need to call (laughs) someone from the from the church to come in and uh, uh, speechless. I I don't believe it. Uh, So, so. Do you, what gives you hope though? I mean, I know what gives you hope personally because I've seen you, you say, look, if I could just help that kid, those, that family of three sons with a day they're having that's all i can do like you can't eat the elephant in one bite you got to do the things you can do i know that gives you hope but broadly speaking you know when you see sort of the dynamic and, and let me say this part of it you know one of the things we're talking with cynthia hughes and it's again patriotfreedomproject.com patriotfreedomproject.com uh, go there you'll see all the things that are going on and uh and and you support uh that the work there because it's well, well worthwhile but um the media is nasty and they're dishonest and so here you are you do the right thing and you find yourself there not asking questions about why is it that um for the first time i've not seen a single article about why is it for the first time in history the department of justice is using a new law to charge people with a felony that never you know they've never used before and yet you'll find you'll find that you'll find people that are uh that they're coming to you and and journalists and they'll say oh i want to do a breathless story on one moment in a defendant's life where they texted this or tweeted that. And so it seems so unfair and more and more people, I, I know this more and more people are getting fed up, getting sick of it,
0: but what gives you hope? What gives me hope? Well, last week um, I was in DC because there was a trial happening for a man who has three sons
2: mm-hmm. and
0: his wife and his three sons came in for the trial. And the first day of the trial that we were there, um, the, the three boys accompanied their mother and I was there with them that was my role there that you know that week that's why I was there for the kids um I knew it would be a mistake for these boys to be sitting in on the trial but um you know it wasn't my place to t- you know tell their mother what was right and what was wrong the the, the plan was I would be there if anything you know happened right. um and thank god I was because <clears throat> you know the prosecution Dove right in from the very beginning and they started showing, you know, uh, awful video footage and you can't, you can't skirt around, um, you know, things that people did that day. And unfortunately these three boys, their father made some unfortunate decisions that day. Um, and these kids are the ones that are really ultimately paying the price for it. They are, you know, you're talking three teenage boys. The youngest one is 12 years old. Um, they ran out of the courtroom, the, the little one. He ran out of the courtroom. He was just beside himself. And, you know, I ran out after him and he was just sobbing. And he said, I don't want to go back in there. And I said, well, that's why I'm here. So, so I took the boys and uh, we went to the movies and we went for pizza and uh, we talked and, and we cried and I comforted them. And the next day, you know, the their mother made the decision that they should not come back to court. So I picked them up and um, I took them to a planetarium Hmm. and um, I took them to a museum and what I felt, and then we also went to an arcade. And so here's the deal. This is, this is what Patriot Freedom Project is about, you know, helping, you know, um, in, in this regard, right? We want to help the lawyers. We want to help the defendants. We want to help the families, mainly the families and the children. That's why we started this. My hope was, Seeing that, for those few hours that I was with these boys, um they didn't have any worries in that moment. they weren't thinking about what was going on at the trial with their dad and and how their mother was you know handling it. they weren't thinking about what's to come after the trial after the verdict, which was a guilty verdict by the way um, they were they were caught up in the planetarium. They were looking at the, you know, the moon and the stars. We were walking around the museum. We went to the arcade and they won all these tickets at the arcade and they were able to get all this candy and, you know, stuffed animals. I took away, you know, not really me, but, you know, the generous uh, donations from the American people in this country helped me help these kids that day. And so that's where your hope lies, you know, because if we can comfort them and help them get through this. And teach them to be grounded and say, look, sometimes life is not what we think and it throws you know, you know, know, uh, a fastball at you, um, but you have to remain a good person of society. I reminded them of that. I told them, you have to finish school. You have to get good grades. You have to go to church. You have to be good, productive people of society today and in the future. And what's going on with your dad is not going to define you. And we have to lift these boys up all the kids from g6 and remind them of that yeah. and so that's where my hope is ed
2: well you know i and 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 i've heard you talk uh to inspire people and to get um to get people a focus that you know uh it, it's it feels impossible at moments but every person is is uh sort of um you can get through anything. You, no, nothing is insurmountable. And so didn't feel like it. And I'm sure for those kids, it doesn't feel like it times a thousand, but, but it, it, it's really true. And, and the key part of this, and this is what, again, I've heard you talk about patriotfreedomproject.com, uh, patriotfreedomproject.com. You, you know, you gotta, you gotta make enough space for people to breathe. You know, if you can't pay your rent, Well, you need help to pay your rent so you can try to figure out how you're going to handle your husband being in jail for uh, years or something. Right. So, uh, you know, if you if you can't uh, figure out how to get your appeal uh, because you're a defendant and there's not enough money and you're you're struggling, you know, some being able to help people like that, it you know, sort of you're making space. We're making space. Patriot Freedom Project. So people can breathe so they can catch their breath in the midst of a whole lot of other stuff that may seem like day to day stuff. Right. Most people aren't uh, you know, they may have tough times with inflation, but, you know, facing the situation and it's gone on so long. I got to tell you, when I when I read your book, Due Process Denied, we're talking with Cynthia Hughes. The thing about it, it's so stunning is how long it is, you know, years, two, two plus two and a half years now, and people aren't to trial. I mean, it's just, and, and think about how upside down people's lives are. So, uh, well, congratulations on all of it, uh, Cynthia and all you're doing. I know you wish you could stop tomorrow that it would all be go away and be solved, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen.
0: No, definitely not. We are, we are, I think that the roughest. You know, and hardest parts of this whole thing are, are you know, <laughs> are still on the horizon. I mean, um, at the trial, I just mentioned, you know, one of the uh, court personnel mentioned to um, to the lawyer that uh, there's, you know, a thousand new arrests on the horizon and they're imminent. And so hmm. what does that look like? And if you don't if we don't raise money and we don't continue to do this fundraising and keep at this. Um, you know, how are we going to be able to help these lawyers? You know, when you think about Nick Smith, you know, he's a J6 attorney, he's, you know, good, a good friend now and um, an excellent lawyer. I mean, think about the grueling process he just went through in the Proud Boy trial. Right. Um, you know, it was, it was almost traumatizing when you think about it and he is a strong, strong man and a very strong lawyer. Um, but, you know, He's got to decompress. They all do. We had great attorneys on that, um, you know, on that trial. You had families that were away from their home. You're talking six months. Who's paying for all of that? These men have to appeal now. These men are going to maybe have to get a new lawyer. I don't know, but where's that money coming from? These families are tapped out. And if we don't raise the money and help, there's, there's going to be even more fallout than we're already facing.
2: Well, it's, um, it's certainly, uh, impressive up close because i see it up close i tell my listeners so it's impressive up close what you're doing and so important so thank you cynthia hughes again patriotfreedomproject.com we'll have you back on soon i know you got an upcoming event in june we won't talk about it yet but we'll talk about it next time we visit a fundraiser that will be prominent uh but congratulations on the book due process denied uh, available anywhere you buy books it's a post hill press book uh anthony zaccardi and his team did a great job to get that out quickly a, a lot of cynthia's story how she ended up uh, in the position of founder patriot freedom project and and doing things that she never expected in terms of helping uh, defendants and helping lawyers and talking to press and also her nephew uh, tim who's gone through this so uh we will take a break everybody we'll be right back it's ed martin here on the pro america report we'll be back in a moment Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Hey, I've been telling you, I'm counting down till May 11th because that's the day that Title 42 ends and the uh, onslaught or, or the uh, over the overrunning of America continues. Uh And our friend uh, Todd Bensman is down uh, uh, headed to the border. We'll get more reports this week, I hope. I don't want to take too much of his time. But he's, of course, is, of course, the author of the. uh book uh overrun about joe biden's terrible policies Uh, and uh, although i'm sure he's proud that he was ahead of his time in terms of seeing this problem i bet he wishes it wasn't so dramatically true so uh, here we are todd hey listen in the last days before uh the 11th this transition day what's the reality i mean it looks just like everybody's bracing they sent military guys down there to i don't know control away from the border uh biden was claiming it was because they were away from the border to, to control the, the onslaught, and, uh, and the, the, that way the Customs and Border Patrol could control the onslaught? What What's the reality?
1: Well, the reality is that all of the uh, detention infrastructure, the extra expanded soft-sided tents, the giant auditorium-sized spaces that they created uh, for the end of Title 42 to manage the people, uh, ostensibly to kick uh, most of them back to Mexico, are filled. They're already at capacity. They were already at capacity 10 days before the end of Title 42. And so um, I don't know how they're going to uh, manage this without at least some place to put people, unless they just simply release them right away on their own recognizance, just to be able to manage this and. So I kind of half expect that to be the case just because everything's filled up already, and by the way, it's filled up. What's filled up is the this huge expansion of soft sided I think they put up uh seven or eight massive soft sided facilities they're already filled up with the thousands and thousands of people that have been giving up, turning themselves in and giving themselves into processing. Uh, into the United States. And, and and most of them that turn themselves in are being released into the United States on personal recognizance papers.
2: We're talking with Todd Benzman again. His book is overrun. Todd dot com is where you can uh, uh, where you can get his book. Um, that's the best place to see us. He's over at the Center for Immigration Studies, a senior national security fellow. So. What's likely to change on the 11th? Is there anything I remember you telling me and I maybe heard another commentator saying that there are people masked, you know, away from the border, but getting ready for Will you be able to see something different? Yes.
1: Uh, You know, for example, right now, the Haitians are afraid to go over because for them, Title 42 return means potentially a flight all the way back to Haiti. And they've spent a lot of money getting far already, and they don't have the money to do it again. So that's just debilitating for the Haitians. And they are waiting for Title 42 to go away so that they can as easily be flown back to Haiti. Uh, one town that I'm going to tonight, is Reynosa, and there's about uh, Mexico, there's about f- 15,000 Haitians there. Uh, I visited them uh, the week before last, and they were kind of waiting to see whether the first ones of them that try to cross get in. And everybody's just waiting to see if those who go before them, the brave souls and the and the first vanguards actually get in or are deported under title 8, the new the new thing, title 8 expedited removal. Uh if it looks like they're going to get in, then all those people massed up on the border can be expected to just rush it everywhere they can, wherever they can get across. If they can touch U.S. soil and claim asylum, they can sidestep expedited removal by, by saying the right magic words. I think that's what I'll be looking for. Uh, I anticipate that they will be let in. I've been watching the administration actually let them in the ones uh, over the last few weeks that have been tra- that have been just flouting Title 42 and taking their chances, and they're being rewarded with personal recognizance le- releases at the bus stations. There they all are. Uh, and by the way, a reporter uh, two days ago asked my Orcas at a press conference in El Paso, why are you releasing pe- people on their own recognizance? You said you were going to use Title 42 all the way to the end. And he right. said, that's not true. I'm, I'm, we're 42-ing everybody back. But I'm here to tell you that is a complete lie. They're letting everyone in uh, on personal recognizance. I personally have interviewed a great many of those immigrants that crossed illegally in recent weeks and asked them to produce their papers. And I read their papers. And those are personal recognizance. You know, uh, on the honor system, check in in Chicago or Denver when you get there in the next year or so. so that's uh, just a flat-out lie.
2: Oh, uh, we're talking with Todd Benzman again. Toddbensman.com. dot com. You can see his book, Overrun: How Joe Biden Unleashed yeah. the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. Um, Todd, I, I hate to be this simple, but will there be images that are capable of being shown? I mean, can somebody take up a drone and show? The size of the crowds, I mean you know is there a you remember you might not remember, but it was one of the most considered one of the most powerful ads was um the uh um the governor's race in California I think in ninety six I can't governor Wilson I think he's reelection and and they and they showed that the ad opens with black and white images and they say they just keep coming and they show illegal uh immigrants sort of rushing through the toll booths at the border like you know overrunning them. Will there be images? I, I I mean, we're a visual people where the drama matters. Is there something we're going to see that will make it clear or is it sort yes, of like? I mean, OK. I mean, yes, they they sure. I mean, uh, this is going to be two
1: parts. There's going to be what what one that you can see. Those are the give ups. I was just in Juarez. as look at my Twitter feed. I was in Brownsville the week before last. And I shot those videos. I saw it and shot it myself. There were thousands and thousands of people crossing, burning themselves in. I don't know if the media is going to show it, but I saw it and Good shot enough. it and put it up on Twitter. Hmm. The other part that you won't be able to see are the runners and the gotaway. That, as Border Patrol gets shifted over to processing the give-ups, All those thousands of give-ups that you'll be able to see, it opens up the flanks out in the rural areas for groups of runners who know that they're not going to get in if they give themselves up. Those numbers should go up. That happens late at night in the wilderness, and you probably will not be able to see that. Uh, Just a few months ago in uh, December, January, in El Paso sector alone, they logged 32,000 uh, each month in just one sector. Uh, that Those numbers have gone down, but I think that they're already on the rise. We had 17,000 gotaways in that sector uh, last month, and I think it'll be uh, in the 20s and 30s again by the time we get this month's numbers. Those you won't be able to see, but it's very much a part of this border crisis. The, the runners and the gotaway. And there's one other thing that you won't see, and that is the CBP1 application app uh, r- reservation system, uh, where in the Darien app, they're setting up these huge processing centers for people to apply for humanitarian permission slips, like in Colombia and Panama. And then we're going to fly them by air into American airports. That's the Mm. plan. Uh, There are thousands and thousands uh, of people on their way through through the Darien Gap. And the idea is that we don't want them to be seen. So we're going to fly them in by air into American cities. And that is just, to me, an outrageous abuse of um congressional authority that you have to have Congress agree to things like that. Uh, You can't just come up with a thing that just a brand new kind of, um, um, you know, admission system outside of Congress. And some of that same kind of thing will still be happening at the ports of entry in Mexico where they're bringing them in. They're expanding CBP one. So they're hoping to force most immigrants through that system. And you can't see that, but the immigrants are the immigrants are rebelling against CBP one because there's a weight. So if they see everybody getting in quicker by just crossing illegally, they're going to blow it off and come rushing in. And I think that's what's going to happen instead. I think CBP one is going to collapse from disuse. Nobody, you have to have participants for that
2: the uh, uh we're talking about again todd bensman and uh toddbensman.com uh is his website all right todd you're headed down to the border um w- what should we be looking for i know i know all this uh drama is there is there any chance that uh, uh something changes or are we just headed towards i mean th- at this point you don't think there's going to be a reversal or a court ruling or anything right
1: well there are a few things um you know one is that it's possible that they could they could manage to deport enough immigrants quickly enough that it, it does create a deterrent. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm that's what I hope for anyway. I mean, I I want egg on my face. Uh, if I'm being honest, you know, that my predictions, my doomsday predictions are wrong mm-hmm. and I'll be very happy to have egg on my face from this. But um, there is a big uh, court case making its way through uh, federal court that, that would essentially eliminate this humanitarian parole authority around which much of the policy is based. Right, uh, where they're trying to force people into Mexico to do CBP one. If if a judge rules against that thing, it could happen any time. That whole thing is off, hmm. and so now what? Wow. Um, that's going to be it. And then another thing to watch for is uh, Greg Abbott is doing something very interesting, uh, where he has closed one of the international bridges, the one from uh, Matamoros to Brownsville, uh, shutting down truck traffic, uh, commercial tr- trucks by inspecting them, a hundred percent inspections of every single truck coming out of Mexico, and that's to force Mexican. Authorities to stop the immigration on their side. I see. To break it up on their side, and uh, the, the I'm, I'm told that the um I'm told that the trucks are backed up five and ten miles huh. into Mexico. And uh so, so- if that works, it'll be interesting to see if Abbott expands the bridge campaign to a whole bunch of other bridges into Texas. Hmm.
2: Uh, well that's and that's that that, yeah, work, that, right? yeah that's you know, it yeah uh, that's it. Yeah that that might get some attention. That's interesting. Um all right, I gotta run. Uh Todd Bensman, be careful as always. Overrun is his book. Go to toddbensman.com or Center for Immigration Studies CIS dot org to follow him, all his stuff. Uh appreciate it, Todd. Be careful out there. Thank you. Uh we will uh we'll t- Yep, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Uh don't forget I'll put up on social media links to his stuff uh and uh what is happening. Uh, down there as you see it uh, we'll be right back ed martin pro america report this
1: is the phyllis schlafly report a daily broadcast from phyllis schlafly eagles and we're upholding the legacy of phyllis schlafly a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years now here's the president of phyllis schlafly eagles ed martin
2: we haven't heard much about COVID 19 lately and that's not just because it's old news The left doesn't want us talking about COVID anymore because the truth is starting to come out. The idea that the virus may have originated from a lab leak in China was once a viewpoint which could get you suspended on social media. Now it's among the prevailing theories held by the top levels of the U.S. federal government. That alone should have provided enough reason for the American people to demand more answers from our leaders. However, the truth is even more insulting than that. The lab in question was not only funded by U.S. taxpayer dollars, but recent reports have also indicated that the government may have been double billed for the privilege of having our elderly killed and our communities locked down by the virus. Former federal investigator Diane Cutler was hired by the office of Senator Roger Marshall to look into the records surrounding payments to the lab. Cutler was quoted as saying, What I've found so far is evidence that points to double billing. Potential theft of government funds. It's concerning, especially since it involves dangerous pathogens and risky research. Cutler continued to explain how she had viewed over 50,000 documents over the course of her cursory research. As a result of her findings, USAID launched its own probe to investigate. Not surprisingly, groups that conducted research at the lab were quick to deny that any double billing took place. These findings point to just how broken our federal aid systems truly are. Not only are we funneling research dollars to fund dangerous research in the territory of our greatest strategic adversary, but we may have been double billed for good measure. Any national news network worth their salt would jump all over a story like this. Instead, we get crickets from the top networks. The narrative machine is working against the journalistic mission of exposing the truth, And those that claim the mantle of journalism are the first to fall in line with their evil schemes.
1: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
2: Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, um, let me just finish up with a warning again, a, a, a cautionary tale, which is um, we're watching the weaponization of our legal system. You know, the the, the committee in Washington that's getting some attention, uh, Jim Jordan's weaponization of the government committee, and now you're seeing that the DHS is uh, targeting pro-life uh, moms and all this kind of stuff, right? The FBI field office in Richmond, Virginia said we have to focus on traditional Catholics. These people are all anti-government. You know, we're, we're um, again, we're going to talk, I think it'll be tomorrow, uh, with a gentleman named Mark Herr, uh, who heads, heads up the Center for Self-Governance, and he talks about how Outside groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center are basically doing the legal work, uh, doing the uh, grunt work for law enforcement by making lists, hate crime lists, hate group lists, anti-government lists. And basically they're targeting uh, uh, interest groups, uh, excuse me, interest groups are targeting others and the government's relying on them. And uh, anyway, we'll talk with Mark tomorrow. But here's what I want to tell you. Uh, Donald Trump being convicted of defaming someone over uh, the uh, claim of rape um, think about what just happened. Think about what happened in this country that because he's famous and because you could file a suit in New York City, you could get a jury that would basically, um, in a civil case, would say, Yeah, they didn't prove that he raped her, but we're just unhappy that he said um, anything about her. And therefore, we're going to have de- defamatory. You're going to be penalized for your speech. Penalized for your speech because you're a prominent figure and that's what happened don't kid yourself that's exactly what happened he he is a prominent figure that the media doesn't like that the left doesn't like and the trial bar and the legal system was used to try to take away his speech we're watching this happen and it's the use of our legal system i think the american people recognize it when they see um for example the The, uh, the FISA court, FISA applications being misused, right? Politicized. Or as I mentioned, pro lifers being targeted. They think, oh, yeah, I see that. Or even, um, uh, Catherine Engelbrecht and True the Vote a few years ago being targeted by the IRS. But trust me, it's not different that we're using the legal system to claim somebody defamed somebody else because they don't like it. It's a very bad trend. All right. uh, We got to run. Thank you to Noah Dingley, our great producer, Ryan Hyde, associate producer, and you all for listening. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back tomorrow. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego.